bad luck, well, kind of for me, always should come before good luck because that shows me if I really want something. Mm. If I don't really want something, that's how I identify what I need or what I don't really need, but I want. So you like a challenge? Yeah, yeah. sometimes it's better for me. Now, speaking of challenges, you've got three sisters. Yes. <laughs> listeners here's the deal we're doing something really special this week i wanted to mix it up a bit <clears throat> tired of talking to these accomplished professional types so i decided to talk to my cousin's kid charlie he's nine going on ten in fact i think the day this podcast comes out if you're listening to it the day it came out on thursday the 25th that's his 10th birthday so I'm releasing this conversation with Charlie as part of his birthday present. <clears throat> I love this kid. He's smart, worldly. Um, as I say to him in the interview, the reason I wanted to talk to him is that he's a kid who knows he's a kid, which is a very rare thing because most kids are so busy being kids, they don't know what the hell they are. Sorry, I should watch my <clears throat> language in this episode because Charlie and his friends will be listening. <clears throat> so anyway, uh, Charlie's a great guy. And uh, another great guy is uh, Liam, who's, uh, I believe, 10 when I interviewed him uh, a couple months ago now. He lives in Spain. His dad is one of my best buddies, Brian. And uh, I've, you know, Charlie and Liam, I've watched them grow. I've, you know, from the time they were a bump on their mother's stomach uh, till now. Very strange thing. You know, as we get older, we sort of shift to the other side of that. I, I remember all these people saying, oh, I knew you when you were a little boy. And I remember blah, blah, blah. Now I'm that guy. I don't know when that happened or how it happened, but somehow I'm that guy now. So anyway, I uh, thought we'd put these two interviews together. They're shorter than our normal marathon interviews. And um, yeah, visit 10-year-old boys. See what it's like to be 10. Try to remember. And uh, and also to give these guys something, you know, in 10, 20 years, they can, they can listen to themselves. I, I would love to hear myself talking when I was 10 years old. I'd love to hear what I thought about the world and what I expected the future to bring and, you know, my favorite parts of life and least favorite and all that kind of stuff. So anyway, I hope you enjoy the podcast with these two guys. They're beautiful, smart, funny, cool dudes, and I'm sure they'll just get uh, smarter and funnier and cooler as time goes by. 
Before we get into that, let me run through my normal <clears throat> little rundown of people to thank and places to uh, call your attention to. Carsey Blanton, as always, many thanks for your theme song, Smoke Alarm, it's called. You can download it for free at carseyblanton.com. There's a tip jar you can leave some money there for if you, uh, if you dig her music, which I'm sure you will. Uh, that's Carsey Blanton, C-A-R-S-I-E, Blanton, B-L-A-N-T-O-N dot com. Check her out. She's very interesting and a great singer-songwriter. Sure Design T-shirts, our sponsor, our wonderful, much-beloved sponsor and maker of funky, comfortable, cool, and very economical T-shirts. Uh, they're based in Thailand, in uh, Chiang Mai, actually. Um, very cool city. If you ever get to Thailand, don't miss Chiang Mai. Some of the best food on planet Earth, in my humble opinion. Uh, anyway, SureDesignTshirts.com. Check them out. They've got some great designs, including the Sex at Dawn t-shirt, which you may have seen by now. Maybe your neighbor's wearing one. Maybe the policeman who gave you a ticket's wearing one under his uniform. You never know. They're very beautiful, elegant, funky, colorful, lovely t-shirts. Designed by Levy Greenacres. L-E-V-I Greenacres. A-C-R-E-S dot com. He's a designer, tattoo artist, author, very good cook from what I hear, all around interesting guy based in Portland. He's got a new book out called Mommy's New Tattoo, which I recommend. It is a work of art. It is a beautiful piece of, piece of material, piece of work, I guess is the thing to say. That's available on Amazon.com. And of course, check out my new webpage, ChrisRyanPhD.com, where you'll find these damn t-shirts you'll also find uh what else oh the um the archives of the podcast which by the way i just the other day i logged on to uh, castmate which hosts the podcast for the first time and i was uh, rummaging around in there there have been like two hundred thousand downloads of this podcast by now I, it's amazing to me i mean there are 20 some episodes so that's you know ten thousand or something per episode um, some are much higher than that, some not so high, but they average out to about that. And, uh, that's pretty cool. I mean, it, you know, it's not, it's not Joe Rogan a million downloads a week cool, but it's very cool that, uh, 10,000 people have time and interest enough to, to listen to these conversations. That's very touching and gratifying for me. So thank you very much. And, uh, you know, feel free to, pass the word to your friends uh, or relatives or cellmate or whomever. Um, you can also check out feralaudio.com. They host the podcast as well as a whole slew of others, including the Duncan Trussell Family Hour, my personal favorite and the podcast that got me into podcasting. So uh, Duncan's a friend of uh, Joe Rogan's and uh, Ari Shafir and, you know, that whole death squad crew i don't know why they call themselves death squad well, i'm not sure what the, what the death is there but um anyway hope you enjoy this uh special 10 year old edition of uh tangentially speaking and hey let's face it nobody can speak tangentially like a 10 year old right all right thanks 
Is that right, or is it Liam Cervera? What, no, how do you Liam O'Hare. Liam O'Hare. And how old are you? Ten. Ten. I, eleven, eleven. Eleven. Changes every year. Hard to remember, right? Yeah. Liam's an old friend of mine, uh, as old as you can be when you're eleven. I've known Liam since probably the day after he was born, maybe two days after. I don't remember. Liam's parents are good friends of mine. So uh, I was visiting Barcelona, and the other night we had dinner here at Liam's house and we were chatting and I thought wow Liam would be a great guest for the podcast unusual because normally I interview like doctors and film directors and authors and people like that right but I don't care if they're famous or not I just care if they're smart and interesting and talking with you the other night I thought well Liam's pretty smart and interesting especially for 11 year old so let's see what he has to say. Okay. You ready for that? <laughs> All, right. All right. Well, it's pretty easy. I mean, the machine is really small. It's not like you have a big uh, microphone mm-hmm. in your face or anything, right? So, um, okay, first let's talk about you a little bit. You're 11 yeah. years old. You live in Barcelona. Your dad's American. Your mom's Spanish Catalan. So you speak, what, three languages? Three languages, but I'm currently, I've studied French for, this is my third year, fourth, actually, learning French, and this year I started to learn German. So you're, you speak three languages already, you're working on a fourth and a fifth. Yeah. Right. Why are you learning German? I don't know, I just think it's, it's good to have as many languages as you can learn. Really? And what other languages do they teach in your school? Oh, actually, I only teach these three. So, Catalan, Spanish, and math. So, you're doing German with a private tutor or something? No, well, we have this program called electives, and you have certain activities. And there's a program where you can study any language you want, and I chose German. Really? Hmm. Interesting. I studied German for three years. I remember about three words, I think. It was tough. The only reason, I was terrible at it, you know, because there's the dative, acquisitive, and all these different, it's really complicated. And since I only grew up speaking one language, for me it's much harder to learn other languages. If you already have three from when you're a little kid, I think it makes life much easier. Yeah. Yeah. So have you thought any other languages you want to learn? Not really. Chinese, maybe? I don't know. That, can, that might be a good one for the future. It sounds pretty tricky. <laughs> it sounds pretty tricky, yeah. But if you have a good base, you could probably do it. So we were talking the other night about hockey, right? Yes. You're a big hockey guy. So, and uh, I was, we were talking about how you grow up in this football culture. You know, you're in Barcelona, which is like the center of the football world. Football, for you Americans, meaning soccer. And uh, Barcelona is like the best team ever, you know, just year after year after year. It's a really big thing over here in Barcelona. But you prefer hockey. Tell me tell me again why you prefer hockey. Well, it just feels, the feel is better for me. I just, I don't know, I just picked up a stick and it was I liked it from the beginning, hmm. and it was 
what I kept doing because I enjoyed it, first of all, and then I enjoyed watching it, and, and one thing led to the next, and I think that's why I play every day. And right. And you got some natural it. talent for it as well. Yeah. So you enjoy it, and you're good at it. Because sometimes we enjoy things we're not very good at, or we're good at things we don't enjoy, you know? Like, I have a friend who's really tall, and everybody always asks him why he doesn't play basketball. And he gets, he's just tired of it, you know? He's like, yeah, okay, fine, I'm tall. That doesn't mean I have to play basketball, right? So maybe you're, you have an advantage in something, but you're not so good at it. Yeah. So you found something you're good at and that you enjoy. Mm-hmm. At 11 years old, you've already got that worked out. That's pretty good. Anything else that fits that category that you're good at and you enjoy? I enjoy school. I yeah. enjoy many subjects, but some I just don't pay much attention because it's one thing after the next because some people don't get the first time. Oh, so they and then they have to repeat it again. Right. right. So what's your favorite subject in school? If you have I'd one. say math and science. Probably. Hmm. And well P if it counts. Yeah, physical physical education. education, right. So you like math and science, so you like things that have an answer. Yes. Right. You're not more... See, I was more on the other side. I was more like in the stories and the literature and stuff that doesn't really... It's not like a math problem. But I do remember that sort of satisfaction when you get to the end and you get the answer and then you check it and it's right. That's like solid. It's a good solid feeling. Yeah. Yeah. So you told me the other night your backup plan, if, if you don't... Uh, make it to the big leagues in hockey was what engineering yeah mechanical and industrial engineering hmm. why that well uh, last year we went to uh windmills windmills right and they did a presentation and all of that and then they said well this is the profession of this is industrial engineering mm. and then I knew that that's what I wanted to do because I found it very interesting it's related to math and science which I both like right and it will involve experiments which I enjoy a lot mm. and calculations which I'm used to right and do you are you interested in it also because of the ecological yeah thing as well yeah so you like into alternative energy yeah. sources, and that could be a pretty good thing to be doing in the next 30 years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, all right, I'm trying to remember when I was 11. Okay, I'm 50. So that's a long ways back. I remember a couple of things, but not a lot. I remember a couple of vague stories. So if you had to guess, you know, when you're 50, what do you think you'll remember from this time in your life? When you were 10, 11, do you think well, there's anything? I'll remember that. I played hockey in Barcelona, which isn't very usual. Right, that's true. Uh, I remember where I lived, Yeah. probably. Yeah, that's true, I remember and that. And probably remember some of my friends, my, my closest friends, and teachers that stand out to me and that I enjoy the subject and entertain. Yeah. Yeah, I think you're right. So, 
What do you think about being 10, 11, that age? Is that a good age? Or? Yeah, it's a good age. You know, you start to assume more responsibilities. Yeah. Uh, you start to, uh, let's say, learn in a more efficient way. You start to be interested. Mm. And you start to understand a bit, just a bit, not too much of what's going to happen when you... When you finish school, you're gonna have to do something with what you've learned. You have to know what you want to do and where you're gonna go to study. But if you're not gonna go study, you're gonna be an athlete. So you have to keep in mind always when you're 10, 11, you start to, like, I started to panic a bit because of all this life situation and crisis and it's kinda hard. Which life situation? Like. For example, the crisis. The economic crisis. Yeah, it's uh-huh. it does we don't it doesn't affect a us. What does if it happens anything? But we don't understand most of the things that are happening. Right. But when we hear the word crisis, it's kind of like problems and money and money. Uh, you need to go through life because that's how our civilization rised, and that's pretty much it like you start to think what will happen in the future and you start to realize that you know you have to work if you want to make something work if you want to uh, let's say one of many people is have maybe have good grades they want to have very good grades because they know that in the future will it will help them. Hmm. So they think, oh, so I want to have good grades, I want to have good grades, but you just don't have good grades because you want to. You have to go, when you go home, do your homework, make sure you understand what you learned, and it's helpful to, for me, it's helpful to go over things on my own, see if I really understand them. Right. And if I don't, ask the teacher next day. Right. Because if it, if it pops up in an exam, and you don't understand it, but you know what's in the book, you memorize it, but it's telling you how to explain, you don't know how to explain it. Right. So it's very important That's for me true. to understand more than to memorize. Very good distinction. I, I remember when I first started teaching, I started teaching something that I thought I understood perfectly, but as soon as I had to explain it to other people, I realized, wait a minute, I don't really understand this as well as I thought I did. Sort of like what you're saying, like memorizing something isn't the same as learning it, and teaching it makes you know it even more deeply. So sometimes if you're not sure you understand something, but you're talking with your friend and you explain it, then you can check how well you really know it. Yeah. Yeah, and for me, sometimes it's a problem to study with friends because uh, you don't study yourself. You think, oh, yeah, I already know this. They go saying stuff that they already know and understand. You're like, oh, yeah, I know it, I know it. And then you come to a test, and it says, explain how this happened. And you're like, oh, I I really don't know it. (laughs) Yeah. And then, yeah, sometimes they say, like, imagine you're explaining it to a little boy. And you have to summarize it. Right. So it's you have to say the important events, what caused these. Most importantly, in history, they say for studying, it's better to say cause and effect because mm. uh, we're studying the Hebrew kingdoms and all that. 
Mesopotamia and civilization. Hmm. So they're saying, so for study guides, it's better to say cause and effect, not to write down. No, instead of writing down notes, you can make a T-chart and say, a car, this ha- this happened, mm-hmm. and then this is how it impacted how people lived their lives, mm. or how the religion maintained itself, and what happened after that, and what affected the rest of people's lives. Yeah. So you're studying the rise of civilization now? Mostly. We have to study. So there's three things at the same time. Mesopotamia, Egypt, and the Hebrew kingdoms. Wow. So we studied Mesopotamia already, and now we have to study. We're studying the Hebrew kingdoms, and later we'll study Egypt. And then we have to combine them and be there all at the same time. Hmm. It's kind of confusing. Yeah. Because you don't study it at the same time. Right, right. But they were all sort of happening at the yeah. same time. Yeah. Yeah. And they interacted. I mean, certainly the Hebrew kingdoms in Egypt, right? There was some yeah. important interaction there. Yeah. Interesting. So now you were talking about, you know, like getting good grades as a way to prepare for the future. But it's not enough to just want good grades. You have to really work to get good grades, yeah. right? Yeah. Uh, well, I would, sometimes I to motivate myself mm. in hockey a lot to you know because you only improve if you work. So I was looking on the internet and then I found a phrase from the Vince Lombardi, the right. popular football American football coach. Yeah, and it, he said oh, the only time work a success comes before work is in the dictionary. Which I understood perfectly. What, what was that? The only time? time that success can be for work is in the dictionary. So you have to, you know, you have some people say, "Oh yeah, I want this so bad, so bad, so bad." Then if you want it so bad, won't you prove it and you find a way to make it happen? Hmm. Right. Now, what do you think? Okay, you're, you've identified talent, desire, hard work, but what about luck? How important is luck? Well, always luck is if you work really hard and you actually, I think luck might come at the beginning when you start something new Mm. and might come at the end because you might work really hard, work really hard to beat a team, for example, in sports, sometimes by situation, and then you don't end up winning, but that just makes you, that just accumulates more more desire hmm. to succeed and hmm. then you in the practices you work even harder and take it even more serious so maybe it seems like bad luck but in the end it could be good luck yeah it's just it's just so actually bad luck well it kind of for me always should come before good luck because that shows me if I really want something hmm. if I don't really want something that's how I identify what's I need or what I don't really need but I want so you like a challenge yeah Yeah. sometimes it's better for me now speaking of challenges you've got three sisters yes (laughs) (laughs) so what's it like to have three sisters well it's you always have company so that's good Uh and you don't you're never actually bored. You always have something to do. One older sister, two younger sisters. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So the younger sister's always 
want to offering you to play with her or you can play with her at any time right sometimes she falls asleep so you can't really play with her <laughs> the, uh, the my Bridget my sec the one that's younger than me also she goes a lot in computer yeah. and I kind of have to uh, help her with hockey it's because my mom doesn't they, they, she doesn't she isn't as much motivated as I am right and my parents but she wants to play hockey right? yeah she yeah. likes to play hockey but she isn't as motivated as she should be so they asked me to help her and it's hard to get her off the computer because with all this new technology hmm. this new like decade it's kind of the people in this said like century you should say I would say are like kids in this century are like have iPods and iPads and computers and it's hard for them to interact more with the outside world yeah I think you're right about that because these all these video games and this technology it's okay to have you know play one hour on watch TV or or play with your, your computer but it's always good to enter with the outside world or do something and get moving and you know yeah because it's kind of like you don't want to waste a day on the TV yeah because that's useless you have to get up and do something because that will reflect on the future it's too much for my computer though I use it an hour maybe a day. Are you tempted? Are you like doing yeah. this from discipline or no. you just don't not interested? Sometimes I'm just I like a video maybe and I watch it and you know sometimes it just gets too boring for me and I can't I wouldn't be able to stand my life in front of a TV. You need to With, move more. Yeah I need to move. I can't be sitting in a couch playing right. my video games. I have to be up and doing something because video games, I don't enjoy them that much. I'd rather be, much rather be doing any hockey activity, any athletic activity, hmm. or, you know, it's always good to go to the park, you know, with your sisters, with hmm. my sisters. They always like to go to the park and enjoy it. So living with three girls, do you think you're gonna understand women better in life? Maybe. Maybe. Because so at the end, oh, I think all women are the same, and but they spread out in different roots. Hmm. And they're, you know, these all my sisters are different. Yeah. They have some similarities. Right. Of course. But they don't, they're not exactly the same. Right. So it, it just means that there are more types of opinions than just three. So I think maybe you know some what? types... You know what? i sorry to interrupt you, but you just said something that I think is already a very insightful thing that a guy who doesn't have three sisters might not understand, which is that you can't generalize about women. They're all different. And a lot of guys who don't understand women, I think when they get older, they try to find like, you know, what's the best thing? What's the best gift to give to a woman? Or what's the best thing to say to a woman? And it's like, well, it depends on the woman, right? They're all different. So you've already hit on a, yeah. a pretty important point there. Anyway, sorry, I interrupted you. What were you so, uh, yeah, it's, it's not about, like you said, it's not about giving. It's more about evening. 
I would say because so I wouldn't like to be given everything mm. because I think that some couples the man tries to control the woman too much mm. and tries to give too many things to the woman mm. and some women might take that and keep it like that but eventually they'll say it's useless because all these things that you buy me I can I can't wear 50 necklaces at once you I can only wear one mm. one or two or three but three maximum I won't wear 50 necklaces because I'm not I'll, my 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 neck will fall off. So it's so you you maybe it's maybe some women like have five necklaces and they wear them because not like for example my mom doesn't wear necklaces that much. Uh-huh. Um, my sisters they wear bracelets, but they forget to wear them sometimes. Like I don't want. I have to study history. Study history, it says on Liam's hand. I just, <laughs> I just saw that. Because, well, sometimes I forget. Yeah. And sometimes I forget to check my agenda as well. So uh, I just yeah. It yeah, I do that too. I was waiting for a friend in a restaurant today for lunch, and he was half an hour late. I finally called him. I said, hey, Richard, where are you? He said, "That's we have lunch tomorrow. I said, damn, I forgot to check my agenda. <laughs> it was right there in my agenda. So, yeah, that happens to all of us. All right, so now you're talking about couples and, and men giving too many gifts to women and then women give, like not really appreciating that because like, enough is enough, right? Yeah. Yeah. And what do you think? Okay, now you're 11. Now you know there's like this whole new phase of your life coming in yeah. a year or two, right? And what do you think about all that? Yeah. I think it's going to be a change. Yeah. What, what kind of change? Well, well, I will eventually mature. Uh-huh. Maybe some of my opinions will change on how the government should be, but I don't think I'll change much because I think I'm kind of straightforward. The government? No, well, not government, but how people should tell me what to do. Oh. Because... Are know, we talking about the same thing here? I'm talking about, like, puberty and adolescence. Yeah, but, and, okay. so normally when you're in your teens, you kind of, like... Why should I do this for my? For my this for my sister. Why should I do this? Why should I do that? And you kind of like oh, don't want to what do you what mean. your parents tell you. You get rebellious. Yes. Right. And but I don't think I will too much because I think I'm not as rebellious. As I've never been. I'm. You can tell me one thing one, two, three times maximum before I do it, unless I'm in a bad mood. <laughs> Because All right. I'm not often a bad mood, but sometimes, yeah. you know, you wake up from something, you know, you wake up and you, because you were tired day and your yeah. sister wake you up. Yeah. So, uh, all these things, it's going to be a big change. Yeah. Maybe, I don't know, I don't think my thoughts will change at all. Hmm. Because my, I think I'm, when I think, uh, when I say I want I'm going to do something, I'm going to do it. Hmm. I mean, it's never been different. It might change, but I'm pretty sure it won't because I already know. You think your your relationships with girls will change? I don't think so. And you have girlfriends now? No. That's not a big deal now? Yeah. I don't think. I think I'll prefer to play hockey. <laughs> hockey is my... my yeah. 
<laughs> Who gets me love. happy? Okay. <laughs> Hockey's your woman. Right, right. Well, we'll see how long that lasts. Hmm. It will last. Yeah? A lifetime. A lifetime. Well, that's, yeah, I'm sure you're, you sound pretty uh, convinced that you love hockey, that's for sure. That's good. That's, that's a real luxury in a way, you know, to, to know what you, to have that kind of focus at a young age is, I think that's really cool. Because, you know, as you get older, and we're talking about work now and this and that, and, you know, all these things can change so much. I think it's crazy that people have to choose their career even when they're 19 or 20, you know, much less 10, 11, 12, like that. Who, who knows? But, um, but if you do have a real sense of what makes you happy, then that solves problems you don't need to worry about later. You can focus. Yeah. That's cool. Now, we talked about your languages, but it's not just language. You've got a multicultural background, right? I mean, you've been in the States quite a bit. Your dad's American. You've got American cousins. You've spent lots of time over there. You've uh, obviously you live in Catalonia, which is its own culture within Spain. You spend time in France, right? You go up there skiing a lot and you have mm -hmm. French friends. Do you have... A few. A few? Right. Okay. So what do you think, I, mean, I guess the two cultures you know best are Barcelona and the U.S., right? Yeah. Yeah. So are there any, like, when you think about differences, because you were telling me the other day, like, you might be interested in going to live in Canada for a while, or maybe the U.S., maybe yeah. in high school, do an exchange program so you can work on hockey and all that. Yeah. So what what are the major differences in the culture? Do you think you'll have trouble adapting if you go to the U.S. or Canada? Uh, I think the adaption of the grades. Oh, well, the system. I don't know about the system. I don't know because we do this thing. It's kind of the same because in the American school. Right, kind you're already same. in an American-style yeah. school, right? But what about culture, like food and the way people interact? Food, I uh, I don't know. I'm pretty good. Used to good diet. Yeah. I eat vegetables and pasta, or rice, yeah. and meat or fish yeah, every day. The Mediterranean diet. Yeah. So it's my back. It's pretty balanced. Yeah. Might change from <laughs> what's in the states, depending on obviously where you move. Where you go. Yeah. There's some things that always stay wherever you go. Mm. Uh, but. I don't think I'll, it will be how much of a change. Yeah. I think I'll get used to it pretty fast. Yeah. Is there another part of the world you're interested in seeing? You think about that? Oh, too early? yeah. Well, probably I'd like to visit Finland because I like the white, how the, the white landscape. Yeah. I like, so because like I did a project last year about Finland and when you look at pictures of Helsinki, it's like the back, this, it's covered in snow yeah. right around every, the whole town, the whole city. Uh -huh. And then you just see like lights at night and yeah. it's really cool. Yeah. And they illuminate rivers and it's pretty cool. Yeah. And I guess the stars are pretty amazing up there too. Then the northern lights. I've never seen that. I've been in Alaska, but always in the summer. And I guess the northern lights are just in the winter. Mm. Never seen it. Okay, so we're talking about work and all this stuff. Do you know what what I do? No. You don't know exactly. what my work is? No, not exactly. <laughs> it's mysterious. Nobody knows. You know what your dad does? 
Not really. <laughs> More or less. And your mom? My mom, yeah. I know what my mom does. What, what's your mom do? Journalism. Journalism, yeah. She's a journalist, right. And your dad's uh, an investment banker, yeah. but nobody really knows what that means. Some, it's like, basically, if you want to sell your company, right. for example, it can be sold by, but let's like sell. If you want to sell your company, you're not going to go on the street and say, oh, yeah, you, you, John, you, you want to buy my company? Right. You have to go to, normally, you have to go to uh, one of these companies. Right. And then they will find buyers. Oh, and you we'll, know what your dad does. No, you're and just then we'll try joking. To, we'll try to get to a price. And right. when they like a buyer and try to sign a contract and right. then they get partial part of the money. Right. And that's probably it. That's exactly what your dad does. What is all this? You don't know what he does. You're just being humble. All right, let me look. I had a few questions here. Oh, here's a big one. This is going this is going to be on the internet. Okay? okay. Thousands of people are going to listen to this. So, one of those people someday is going to be you. <laughs> 10 years from now you might listen to this. You're 21 years old. Right? You just finished college. Is there anything you want to say to that guy? Is there any message that you want to shoot into the future? Like something you don't want to forget? You ever think about that? I will never forget hockey. Yeah. So I think that's pretty obvious for me. Yeah. But I'm not really. I would think I always want, I would think I always thank people mm -hmm. for what they've done. Mm -hmm. I will always thank. Well, my dad says, play piano, it would be good for the future. So I'll remember to thank him because it will probably help me because whatever he says, it probably happens. <laughs> because it normally does. He's a pretty smart guy, your dad. That's true. And he says, yeah, do this, do this. It will help you learn more easily mm -hmm. and develop your, more your, develop your brain more. Yeah. And so it will probably be that way. And hopefully... I will always thank people and, you know, be respected because I don't want to be disrespected because... Respectful. Yeah, yeah I want to be respectful and I want to be respected. Yeah, right. Yeah, you can't have one without the other. Yeah. That's for sure. All right. So let me see what else I was going to ask about. Uh, we talked about work, marriage, love. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Girls and sisters, I think we've covered just about everything here that I wanted to ask. I was, what, what do you think? You know, we, I was asking you earlier, like, you know, being 11, and because I'm trying to remember what it was like to be 11. And one of the things that I, I like when I talk with you is that you seem to have a sense of life that's bigger than most kids. Most kids mm. are like, really focused on exactly where they are and they're not really thinking about what comes later you know that it's hard for them to see a bigger picture it's hard for everybody but i think it's especially hard when you're really young but you seem to have an awareness a bigger awareness of what's going on in life so when you you know you look at life let's say you know most people live 80 years something like that 
Is there any part of life that you're particularly looking forward to or worried about? I think that, I think that maybe the change from, you know, obviously when you, if I go to Canada, I will leave my family and friends behind. Hmm. I will always contact them and come over for Christmas, I hope. And yeah, that's basically it that I will always, you know, miss whoever I leave behind or leaves me behind. Yeah. So. That's the truth. But that's the price of movement, right? Yeah. You know? Well, you have to make sacrifices in life. Yeah. If it's one of it and you're sure of it, you should take a risk, no? Yeah. I think that's what I have to do. All right. Well, thanks for doing this. You're welcome. Liam says, if you're sure and you know what you want, take a risk. That sounds like uh, good advice to end on. Deep inside the heart of this troubled man, there's an itty-bitty boy tugging hard at your hand. Born bitter as a lemon, but you must understand that you've been bringing me Sound check, do that again. <laughs> that is my cousin Charlie. <laughs> We're on. I tricked you. We're already recording. What? Yeah. Hey! <laughs> All right. So uh, welcome to another edition of Tangentially Speaking. Today we're going to be talking with my cousin Charlie, who is... Uh, how old are you? Nine. Almost nine. ten. Oh, I thought you were already I'm ten, ten in 25 days. 25 days. What's what's your birthday? April twenty fifth. Today's April first. Ah, Ha-ha, April Fools! April Fools! I just got punched. Wow, <laughs> <laughs> is that how they celebrate it these days? Uh, no tricks, just a smack in the arm. Pinch and a punch for the first day of the month. I don't know. Oh, is that what happens? Okay, all right, cool. That's been that's been outlawed at school ever since a kid brutally sabotaged me and threw me to the ground and then kicked me. What? <laughs> On April first, or just the first of any month? The first of. I think it was two months ago. Really? Yeah, some Addison, my friend, did a pinch and a punch for the first day of the month. And Mason, who's just, he just punched me. <laughs> and so no more of that, huh? That was outlawed by the uh, the principal. <laughs> Came into every room. That's gone, guys. <laughs> really? That's probably a good idea. Yeah. <laughs> so today's April first, and you don't have school. Is that is that uh, that's an Easter thing? It's not like they yeah. canceled school on they, April first no, to no. avoid <laughs> no. pranksters, right? No. 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 Okay, that's good. It's because of April Monday. April Monday. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, sorry, Easter Monday. Easter, Easter Monday, Monday, not oh, April. Okay, Monday. I thought there was a new religion I hadn't heard about yet. <laughs> April Monday. April Monday. Uh, that, that would have been funny. Yeah. All right. So the reason I wanted to talk to you on this podcast is that I like uh, interviewing people who have self-awareness. You know what that is? You know what I mean by that? It's like, it means like you you can sort of, you know how people get, uh, like everybody's in, like stuck in their own story, right? But then some people can sort of step back and see their story from outside. Yeah. You know what I mean? So what I like, I like talking with you because, you know, you're nine, but you sort of have an idea of life and you can sort of see yourself as a nine-year-old. 
which is really unusual. I think most nine-year-olds are just too busy being nine. They can't, like, imagine the bigger picture. Yeah, most of the kids in my class are 10 now. <laughs> so you're you're a younger one, right? I'm, I'm one of the, the uh, younger people, but hey. But you're big, right? So are but you... I'm the second tallest in the class. So that compensates, probably. Well, pretty much, yes, yeah, second. Me and yeah. my friend are literally a millimeter <laughs> really? in between each other. Yeah. Cause I mean, I'm you, like that much taller than Julian. Right. I'm not even kidding. Right. Yeah, you're big for a nine year old. How tall are you? Uh I actually don't know, like five one, five. Five one. Yeah. I'm yeah. not sure. That's pretty big. Yeah. My friend's five four. Because there's a theory, you know, I don't know if you've heard about it. there's this theory that most of the um, athletes, like professional athletes, yeah. were uh born uh, I guess this would be in no, it would be born in the fall. I don't remember the, the way it works out, but the idea is that they're the oldest kids in their class. So because they're a little bit older, you know, whatever, six months older or something, that doesn't matter later in life. But when you're eight, nine, ten, that's a big difference, those six months. So they're always like a little bigger, a little stronger, a little better at sports and so on. So they sort of get a head start. And then they end up being the professional athletes because they're always ahead of the people they were playing with, you know, always a little bit better. But in your case, you're younger, but you're bigger. So, hmm. <laughs> Canceling each other. Yeah, exactly. It might be, it might be a wash. So the other thing that's really interesting about you is that you have been all over the world. You've traveled more in nine years than most people travel in their entire lives. You've been, tell us a little bit about that. You were, how old were you when you went to the Amazon? Uh, was it seven? I seven? Think I was seven. And you went, so what was that like? Do you remember that clearly? Yeah, I, <laughs> it was actually kind of funny. There was just these times where you'd be sitting watching this water and it'd be half black and brownish and all this, and the other one would be completely clear. Right. It was just like the sediment would not come together it, it wouldn't just, mix it yeah. literally there's this it's called the i think it was in some odd language i don't remember but it was like the divide or something right and it was literally murky gray water on i think it's the left side and blackish murky water and i've got to tell you I would sit and watch these fishing boats pull in these huge catfish. Really? Just these like four foot catfish. Must be over 200 pounds. So huge. Right. Massive. Yeah, I think that's where like two, where like one river comes into the Amazon yeah. and it's a different temperature or something. It's and a so different, the waters don't it's mix. A, um, different like sediment. Uh, and they're just like one's power they're both really powerful and then there's the current right it's just crazy wow yeah how long how long was that trip a couple of weeks like it was a while you were i think down it there. was three weeks three weeks yeah yeah charlie's got a great grandmother who's super interesting a, i mean a wonderful great as in wonderful <laughs> oh. a great a grandmother who is great let's there put it that go. way yeah. i was like great grandmother i only have one of them <laughs> she's my aunt and uh she's always been one of my favorite people and she uh when she goes on interesting trips she invites charlie and his sister along you guys just got back from ecuador ecuador right well we basically got back on easter Right. Morning. Two days ago. Or Two days. Yeah, yesterday. 
yesterday of, yeah, yeah. at one o'clock in the morning. Right. <laughs> <laughs> That's when I finally got to bed last night. No, yeah. not last night. I, last night I got to bed at like nine. Yeah, good. Back on schedule. Yeah. Yeah. I had a nightmare about a vampire that got really hairy. <laughs> like a vampire werewolf no, mixture? No, like, uh, you know those that those creepy hairy guys in Star Wars. Oh, like the um, yeah. But the guy who lives in the snow. I had an envision of him uh-huh. with um, bright red eyes and fangs, and someone was fighting him. I don't know what happened. Wow, do you have a lot of nightmares? Uh, no, not it's it's it just happens sometimes when yeah I'm really tired. Right, it just. They say that you, you're more likely to have nightmares if you eat before you go to bed. <laughs> Something about digestion makes you have nightmares, I heard somewhere. I don't know if that's true. Yeah, not true. I usually eat a lot before I go to oh, bed. Oh, really? <laughs> Do you remember your dreams generally? Uh, yeah. Yeah? Is it something you think about during the day? Like, hmm, what was that? Working it out? Sometimes when there's like nothing around, I just, that's... Yeah. Something to do. So they sort of linger in your head. Yeah. Yeah, I remember when I was... One time I had a really good occurring dream yeah. where it, I was just in my house and then a dragon carried me off to someplace and I was fighting it with my fists. Oh. And when it finally died after I punched it in the head <laughs> and it fell off a cliff, all this armor, like I think it pooped out or something. <laughs> So I just put on all this armor, and then suddenly I'm in some mystical land where I'm a dragon slayer. Wow. I killed one with my fists. Sounds like you've been watching Game of Thrones. No. No? Yeah. That's actually one of the shows I won't, I don't watch, and that and Hunger Games. I do not want to watch or read the Hunger Games. Why? Just freak you out too much? Um, yeah, and I just don't like the prospect of people killing each other oh right (laughs) so right cool well that's that's a pretty good way to look at it what what shows do you watch do you have any particular favorites oh oh i have a million um there's a bunch of shows i like to watch but they're none of the like cartoony stuff well one is um it's called lab rats Mm. and then there's a million shows on Discovery, Nat Geo oh. Wild. Oh, great. You like animal stuff and nature? Yeah. Some of my fa- one of my favorite shows on Nat Geo Wild is um oh, what's it called? Odd Animal Friends, I think it is. Yeah. Where it's like sheep and rhinos. <laughs> oh, who hang out together. Yeah. Oh, I see. Like that okay, cool. that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, I, did you see the one there was like a there's like a farm somewhere where they had oh what was it there was like some like an elephant who hung out with the horses oh yeah i saw that? that one yeah there are a dog and an elephant or something and they yeah. they hang out together yeah, all the time yeah it was a dog and an elephant yeah yeah that that's really cool to see that interspecies friendship and communication yeah and then, like this this baby rhino wouldn't do anything like just was the people would try and give him milk from a bottle right. and he'd break the fence down wow. and then they brought in the sheep and he's like hey we're all friends now yeah 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 <laughs> happy go lucky Woo-hoo. it's like geez sheep work yeah sheep. <laughs> yeah cool the, and they had had luck with sheep in the past mm-hmm. so tell me about ecuador what, what was that like that's your second time to Ecuador? Yes, second time. And first I'm time a, you went to the Galapagos. First right? time I went to the Galapagos. What was that like? Really amazing. Just really beautiful. Um, 
there was lots and lots of just animals. There were a ton of species that you you can't find anywhere else. Right. Like there were half the animals that they're native to the Galapagos and the right. Galapagos only. You couldn't go to all the way to Madagascar and say, "Hey, look! I f- oh wait, that's a different lizard." Like, <laughs> right. They're e- only there. They're yeah. only there. So. Yeah. And it's only like a certain amount of people. And I think next year I'm going as well. Really? Yeah. Again. Dude. With grandma. Dude. I was trying to go snorkeling. Spread it around a little bit. I've never been to Ecuador, the Galapagos, the Amazon. What hey, about grandma me? Hey, Grandma invited me. Hey, Grandma. What about me? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. But um, uh, it was... <laughs> I was trying to go snorkeling, and this, like, freaked me out so much. I was, I saw the shark below me, and I'm like, oh, look, it's a really cool shark. At that exact same second, my mask tipped, and all this water flooded into my right eye, and I'm like, ow, ow. And I'm feeling for this rubber <laughs> dinghy that I had following me, uh-huh. because I was, that was my first time really snorkeling. Right, right. So I jump into the rubber dinghy, like, shark, 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 shark. Was it a like, big shark? Yeah. Oh, boy. Like, my size shark. Huh. And it was... Well, that would be a small shark. Yeah, but when you're... A reef shark. That tall. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of scary. Yeah. And it's 10 feet below you. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, no, any shark is kind of scary when you're snorkeling. Except those ones that are that big. (laughs) Yeah, 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 even they could, like, take a bite out of you. I don't think they do, but, yeah, little ones. Yeah, I had the a little like foot long ones won't scare me. Yeah, reef sharks apparently they're not dangerous, but they are scary when you see they're them. They're scary because the they're really fast. Yeah. yeah, and you're always like, hmm? "What's behind me? Is it? Yeah. What's behind me?" And, and the animals on <laughs> the Galapagos aren't afraid of people, right? They sort of just ignore you. Yeah, some of them don't. Like I had this baby seal that I'd run around in circles, and its neck would literally just revolve. And look at watch me running around and right. literally just Who's that crazy kid? Yeah. No, but and then I'd sit down and go and this thing would go out and start chasing me and I'm like, Oh great. One time I was building a sandcastle by the water uh-huh. and this seal just charges up, knocks my sea my sandcastle, and I'm like, Ah and then it it leaves me alone, just doesn't like my sandcastle. So it knocks my sandcastle down and goes back into the water. And I'm like, hey! Oh, it just didn't like the sandcastle. <laughs> it didn't right. like the sandcastle. <laughs> oh, fair enough. It's People I can not I can handle. You're sandcastles, that's too far <laughs> that's over. That's too far. <laughs> that's pushing it. Right, exactly. All right, so, so I guess it's fair to say you like traveling. Yes. Yeah, I mean, even if, I mean, you've got these great opportunities, but... yeah. It's probably something you're into. Why, why do you like traveling? I mean, aside from just hanging out with your grandma and, you know. <laughs> um, just because it's just interesting to see how, like, the world is what right. the world is. And you do you speak Spanish? A little. Yeah? You're studying in school and, no. and with Sonia? No? Not in school, but Sonia speaks a little to me and, yeah. Sonia helps out around the house and, yeah. and speaks Spanish with uh, with you and your your so, brother and sister. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's great. And she's been here a long time. Yeah, since you were like since you were born, probably no. right? No, after that, no. So no, it's been probably since I was about three. Ah, okay, right. Because I was in preschool, and then Rebecca got into college, 
So yeah, would have mm. been since I was about three. Right, right. So what else? Do you, so you really like traveling? Really like uh, traveling. What else? I'm going to Ireland this summer. Oh yeah, really? And have next you been summer there I'm going back to the Amazon to live with the tribe. What? <laughs> yeah. Um, when I was in Ecuador, I met the this these two guys, Hugo and Bayardo, uh-huh. and they are from the Kofani tribe, I think it is. Really? In the Amazon, and it's a like four hour flight and then two hours by canoe, mo- motorized canoe, because right. <laughs> yeah. it take you about a day to row. Yeah. But two hours of motorized canoe. And then it's an hour hike through the jungle to get to the tribe. And then it's kind of modernized. They've got, like, stoves, but there's no light. So when the sun goes down, the sun goes down, and you don't have any light. Right. Unless you bring, like, a flashlight or or something. So So how long are you going to be with them? A month, I think. What? Are you kidding me? No. You know, I wrote a book that's partly about Amazon tribes, and I've never even spent a day with an Amazon tribe. And you're going to go spend a month with them? You can probably Dude, come too if you want. You're killing me here. When are you going? Uh, next summer. Is it a school thing, or how, how did this get arranged? Uh, I was invited. By these guys you met? Really? Yeah. They said they'd love to have me, considering I've been to the Amazon. I have no fear of snake, anything, snakes, anything right. poisonous. I don't, I'm not scared of dark. And your parents are cool with you going off to live with a tribe for a month? Hmm. Yeah. yeah. For me, it'll just be like vacation. <laughs> not luxury vacation, but vacation all the yeah, same. Yeah, an excellent vacation. You're like going into another world. That's fantastic. I wonder, I wonder how hard it'll be to use what... Like the stuff they use, they use blow darts, um, bow and arrows, and Hugo, who has lived in uh, Seattle for like since he was ten, because they sent up him up with a ton of money to get into school and mm. all that stuff. They sent him up there, and um, he's lived there, and he was a friend of Kathy's, the person I went to school right, with. Right, right. So. He he brought back all these stuff, like almost I don't know how long ago it was, but he brought back um a pump action shotgun and a twenty two rifle right to for hunting hunting purposes only because it's kind of hard to kill a jaguar with a bow and arrow and yeah, blow darts. You don't want to miss. Yeah, you don't want to miss. So. Mm. So you're going to go, that, that'll be fascinating. That'll be really interesting. I'm glad to hear you're doing that. And you get a, and I'm going to go learn how to, one, I might go learn how to fish for arapaima, but that's. What, what's that? These are really big fish and they, you literally have to catch them. There is no other way to catch them because it's like trying to shoot a, it's like trying to shoot a metal wall. <laughs> what do you mean you have to catch them? You, you have to catch them with line. Right. Uh, okay, you can't net them or you something. Can't, you, well, you can net them. Oh. There's a good chance that you'll get hit in the head or and have some broken ribs or something. Really? These things are... It's like trying to hold a body of muscle and then putting dinosaur, dinosaur skin on it. Oh. 
and like it's real it was just it's like got these scales huh. that are like that big and does it taste good um yeah yeah and they mostly sell it for the skin oh okay so they make what they, belts or something out of it no you just sell the skin it's like 200 of things uh-huh. they're really hard to find now wow they're really hard to catch um, and then there's the catfish, right, which are big ones. huge. Yeah. So, so okay, you're going to be living. No, I I got completely distracted by this idea of you going and living with an Amazon tribe for a month. I, that's that's amazing. I might even have to build my own house. <laughs> and I'm not even kidding. <laughs> really? Yeah. Wow. All right. Cool. I get. I hope it's not the rainy season when you're down there. Uh, it's it'll be in the summer. Oh, so it'll yeah. be the exact opposite. Oh, uh, okay. So it'll be a dry, dry time. Yeah, that's probably better. Too dry. Yeah. Right. If you go in spring, it's pretty cool. So do you know about environmental stuff that's happening? The Amazon, they're cutting it down. Yeah, yeah, and, cutting it down. Right. And these tribes lately have been coming up, and when they gotten too close, they just stand up there with spears, like come any closer and you die. Yeah. Because <laughs> they're like, no, this is our. That's where everyone thinks, oh, it's just a rainforest. These animals can live somewhere else. Right. They can't. It's there is nowhere co- else. There is nowhere else. Yeah. This has one of the densest populations of animals in the world. Right. Right. It's got. And plants. And, and plants. And a lot of those, a lot of the medicines that we use come from the Amazon, from yeah. plants in the Amazon. And they haven't begun to investigate all the different medicines that they can make. So we might be shooting ourselves in the foot by cutting down all these, destroying all these all plants. These, uh, plants. Yeah. They're yeah. just coming in with weed whackers and cutting down this plant yeah. that the natives use for medicine like when someone gets really sick yeah like if they get bit by something like a possibly like a tarantula or a snake of some sort um they they put this plant on it or they usually dip it in water right and all this like stuff comes off and it gets into the wound and it's like a disinfectant right natural that natural stuff and sometimes it helps, and sometimes the person will die. But yeah, it's a snake, yeah. and it's got some pretty deadly snakes there. Oh yeah, lots of lots of stuff. Yeah, yeah. like boa constrictors. Right. But that you really—that's more of the—you've got to like pry it off you, right? Before it squeezes you half to death, <laughs> or more than half, or more than half to death. <laughs> yeah, like, that's not good. All right, so you don't want to get bit by a boa constrictor. Yeah, well, they don't really bite. They, they, they like you say, they squeeze you. No, they you. bite, hold on, and uh, then wrap. Right, but they're not poisonous. They're not poisonous, but let me tell you, you don't want to get bit. Yeah. Ever. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> their teeth. Get bit by anything. If you try and pull it off, their teeth will break off and end up in your skin. Oh, that's not good. Yeah. So you're not worried about any of this stuff? No. No. <laughs> All right. Good. Yeah. I, I, I've got a theory that fear attracts danger. So, like, you want to be respectful and careful, but yeah. you don't want to freak out, you know? It, it's, I mean, everyone's like, cool. oh my God, I hate snakes. I just hate them. And I'm, I'm constantly saying, you can hate them, but some people, like, just don't care for the snakes' lives. 
Yeah. I mean, I can Snakes aren't looking to hurt you. you Snakes don't want to kill you. Yeah, they don't want to even deal with you. Well, some snakes. If you give them a chance to leave, nine out of ten times, they'll just take off. Yeah. Yeah. One time, it's going to be like, they won't understand what you're trying to do. Mm. We had a nest of baby rattlesnakes and a mother at our school. Oh, really? That was quite interesting. I'm walking (laughs) by the bathroom, and I see six little snakeheads looking out at me going... Really? And I'm like, oh, shoot. And I'm like, Charles! And Charles comes up in his truck, and he's like, what? And I'm like, snakes. And he looks down, and he's like, oh, my God. <laughs> Charles is the maintenance guy? The, yeah, the yeah. janitor, uh, cool. who also deals with snakes. <laughs> Snake hang- handler. Yeah. yeah. All right, so. I'm like the magnet of all snakes. That's the <laughs> third time I found snakes at school. Really? Yeah. I found one on the upper. And one down there, one down on the hill. We've uh, got like an upper yard right. up here. And this is where? Where do you go to school? Topanga here in Topanga Elementary. Topanga. Yeah, this is near Los Angeles, a little north of Los Angeles. People. It's, it's near the uh, what? What kind of valley? What's the name of the valley? I don't know. The oh, the San Fernando Valley. San Fernando Valley. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's basically right up in the mountains. Right. So there are natural rattlesnakes around here and yeah. coyotes and we owls found one and not, stuff. We found one when I was in Ecuador while my mom, well, more my brother found one. Really? Yeah. He's like, hey, mommy, look, it's a snake and it's not a rattlesnake. And mom comes over and he's like, that is a snake and it is a rattlesnake. Oh, really? Get inside. <laughs> <laughs> and he's how old is your brother? My brother is three. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. So, all right. So, so wait a minute. I'm getting all distracted here. We we were talking about Ecuador. Then we got into you going to the Amazon to live with Indians for a month. Uh, no, what Alaska? You were in Alaska too. Yes, yeah, so I was in Alaska on a cruise ship. On a cruise ship. And with, how far up did you guys go? Did you go past Juno? I think we ended in Juno. You went, we came back down. So it was like Seattle to Juno. Seattle to Juno to Juno. From Juneau to Seattle. Right. And we went to Vancouver Island. Right. So Not Vancouver. Yeah, it we is. We went to some place with these really beautiful gardens. That sounds like Victoria, which Victoria, is, is yes. on Vancouver Island. Yeah. yeah. We went to Victoria in the Bot- Butana. I don't know. How do you say that? Botanical before? Gardens? Yes. Right. Yes. Right. Oh, my God. That was like stunning. Really? They had these fireworks shows. They had these this Corey, this person owns. She's like, and all these people are like, we're done mining. This we got all the ore we could out of here. Right. And they got all that. And then this per and then this woman's like, well, what do we do with this? I can't have this big mess. And they're like, well, see what you can do with it. And she's like, I'm gonna plant it. And they're like, oh, go ahead, try. And now there's this. Beautiful garden everywhere. Really? Wow. Like they showed that on this billboard pictures of before and it's like each truck's leaving this like barren place and then after and there's this like lush garden with mm. like flowers and all this stuff and it was really pretty. That sounds great. Yeah. So did you see whales and stuff when you were going up and uh I actually saw one whale. An orca? I think it was. Yeah, the black and white. Yeah. Black and white thing. It was chasing a seal around an iceberg. Oh. All around the merrier and yeah. he chased the weasel. That's not a good uh, day for the seal. Pop. 
goes so easy. No, it jumped onto the iceberg and the orca couldn't get it. Oh, really? <laughs> it's just like sitting up there in the ship. As it went by, yeah. As it went by and the seal's just like... <laughs> some time on the iceberg yeah okay yeah. so what else what else goes on in your life i see you play violin you were playing yes. violin when i came in and uh you play any other musical instruments you're focusing on the violin uh pretty much focusing on the violin and that's about it why why did you pick violin <laughs> To tell you the truth, it was more by, um, not by force, but, um, I, it was the only instrument I could play in kindergarten. So I've been doing it for five years. Hmm. So what do you mean the only instrument you could play in kindergarten? The only one they had? They or? had available for kindergarten. Oh, and you wanted to get started right and away? Yeah, I wanted to, and ever, all my friends were doing it. Oh, uh, okay. Right, right. So you like playing violin? You enjoy it? Yeah, now, now most of my friends have quit. Right. Because yeah. they just didn't find it fun. You do? I do. Yeah, well, that's great. Most of it, anyway. You know, that... <laughs> I, one of the only regrets I have in life is that I never stuck with an instrument, so I can't play anything. I started guitar, I started this, I started that, but I quit. I was one of those people who quit because it wasn't fun initially. But it's never fun initially, right? The first six months or something is work, and then it becomes fun, fun after. But I never stayed with it long enough to get to the point where it was fun. So you're you're lucky you were lucky you're smart. You stuck with it that long, and now you can have fun with it. Okay, no, I I didn't want to stick with it at most yeah. times, but mom just forced me. <laughs> well, that's a form of luck, huh? That's good. You got a mom and, who's smart. And not that long ago, I made it into honors orchestra, mm -hmm. which is actually a really big accomplishment. Like only three, only like a hundred like maybe 40 kids from all over LA two dozen schools really make it into honors orchestra that wow. are violinists wow. and then there's trumpets and baritone right. horns and all that stuff yeah the triangle do you have a guy playing the triangle no well, that would be my instrument <laughs> ding I'd stand no, there in the back or maybe the tsh, the cymbals no it's in an orchestra you have a triangle in an orchestra, don't you? The guy holding the triangle goes, dee -dee 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 -dee. no? Yeah, I think so. I <laughs> no, think so. we don't. That's my only chance. Don't take it away from me, Charlie. That's my only chance to be f a famous musician. The triangle. <laughs> All right. So There's the didgeridoo. The, in your orchestra, you have a didgeridoo? No. <laughs> that would be We've got a funky. harp, though. Oh, and she's a nice. really good player. Oh, cool. And then we've got Lucas's mom, my friend's mom, um, Co, playing the piano. Nice. Who's really good at it. That's great. Okay, so you you're a busy guy. I know I've been trying Very to schedule busy. this interview for months with you, <laughs> talking to your agents and representatives, trying to find agents. <laughs> well, your parents. You oh. Know. Uh, so you've representatives? got representatives. <laughs> yeah, your mom's your agent. Your dad's your representative. You know, you've got mm -hmm. lawyers. You've got entire I'm joking. Oh, it's okay, LA. okay, I got you're that. You're a star. You're a star. You've <laughs> oh, got all oh. these people. Yeah. So you, uh, so you're playing violin. You're in school. You're sports. You do baseball. I've seen you play baseball. Baseball and I've, soccer. Soccer. I've been playing when I was in Ecuador. Oh, because they don't play baseball. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
That and volleyball. Volleyball is a really big sport there. Uh, in Ecuador. In Ecuador. Really? Ah, interesting. So how'd you like Ecuador? Is that a place you could live someday, you think? No. No. How come? Um. Well, I could live there if I just wouldn't want to live there just by living there. Like, I want to see my family and all that. Yeah. But if it just came down to, like, having a vacation house there, well, then heck, I'd have a vacation house there. Mm-hmm. Because I just love, I love the place. All right. You think it's you'll keep traveling really later, like when you're older? Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. I like, I like traveling a lot. I took um, an idea from your sister. What's that? Uh, to go snorkeling in the Great Barrier Reef. Oh. For graduation. Ah. And me and my friend want to go diving there, actually, like yeah. scuba gear. And um, he said he would want to get certain dive certified with me graduating from high school graduating from college from college okay right right yeah you know in australia it's sort of typical that when you graduate from college yeah you take at least a year to go traveling like that's sort of like lots of people do that they go traveling in asia when i was in asia i met lots of australians on that you know post-college period where they were like okay Time to go to Austra- to uh, India, Nepal, Thailand, Vietnam. All sorts I want to go to this um, place in Thailand where it's got some of the rarest fish in the world. Hmm. And it's in this one lake and you can just go fishing for anything. Hmm. It's catch and release though. Yeah. Yeah. A lake in Thailand. Hmm. Yeah. I don't it's know. like a fishing resort. Yeah. Uh. And mm. some guy went out and caught all these really, really rare fish mm. from all over the world and brought them back. Oh, and stocked the lake and with stocked them. stocked oh, the lake. Oh, I see. Interesting. Wow. Like he had one of these giant catfish. And when he means giant, he means 600-pound behemoths. Wow. Yeah, I think they've got those in the Mississippi River, too, those no. massive ones. No? No, they've got these things called flatheads. Oh. And they're pretty big, but these things are like <laughs> they're not that big. Huh? They're not. They're not as big. Yeah. All right. So let's. They get big. Two hundred right. pounds. Yeah, but they're not not in the six hundred pound category. No, nowhere yeah. near it. Yeah. There's stingrays ten feet wide. Right. Huge. <laughs> so you're really into animals. It sounds like. That yes. You're, you're pretty. So what do you think? You, you have any idea what you want to do? Professionally, you have jobs, any jobs attractive? I mean, you know, you don't have to think about this stuff yet, of course. But Baseball, like pro baseball, that's something I've really considered. See, I thought you were going to say biologist. And that that's the other thing I've considered, yeah. about being a biologist. I bet you'd be a great biologist with all your interest in nature and, I, and animals. And, and I'd probably take a fishing rod around everywhere well, I go. You could be a marine biologist. There you go. Study the oceans. Yeah. And rivers. I like rivers. Yeah. Do you know Riva? Yeah. Yeah. She's a marine biologist. Very, very good one. Yeah. 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 It's it's cool to have a job where that sort of requires you to hang out in a bathing suit on boats and do a lot of diving. That's a pretty cool job, you know? Yeah. And it's also fun to do something you like. Like if That's you're, the key. Yeah. Like, if you're doing something like an office job. That, that's something I would never do. Right. Like sitting in an office 
Yeah. Just doing like paperwork. Yeah. That's an that's a job I would never take. And that's a tough job. Yeah. Unless, you know, it's your business and you're really, you know, you've got some satisfaction from that, but still you're right. The the daily activity is coming tough. down into an office where it's like the these tiny little cubicles where you literally sit on a computer and just yeah. work. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's tough. You know, a lot of people uh you have to do whatever job they can get just to pay the bills and you know, they've got families and kids and stuff, so they don't have that freedom to just do what they want to do. Do you think, do you want to have kids when you get older? you ever think about that or, or is that uh, not something you want to do? I haven't really given that any, like that kind of stuff into consideration at all. <laughs> That's good. What? You haven't thought about having kids? You're 10 years old, dude. You got to get on the stick. Technically, I'm still nine. Oh, you're nine. That's right. Okay. Next year, you can think about starting a family, right? <laughs> so, do you, like, what's your, your life like? Do you have girlfriends and stuff? Or no? No, no not. Leave that, that to my friend. Leave, oh, your friend is, is into that? He's, yeah, really? Uh. At one point, I think he had about six. What? <laughs> did, they, did they all know? Uh, some of them. Uh, so he's playing a bit of a game with them, huh? Now he's only got one. Yeah, uh, well, that's that's good. He's keeping it, <laughs> keeping it under control. Good. Sometimes when he gets too out of control, I slug him. <laughs> <laughs> not not only on the first of the month, I hope. Yeah. Yeah. Not only on the. First. Are you falling asleep? Your eyes are closing. No. Am I, I boring you? No. No. I'm just I, I don't know why, like closing one eye. Oh, okay. Just for fun. All right. So what are the, like, in your day, what are your favorite things about life? What's what's the coolest thing about being nine-year-old Charlie? You don't have to worry about bills. That's true. Um, you just, it's just, <laughs> um... What are the outsides? <laughs> uh, let's think here. Um, you enjoy school? Eh, some of it. Some of it? Some math things I don't like. I mean, seriously, like doing long division over and over and over and over and over again yeah. in, million different, in millions of different ways, it gets so, so boring. Yeah. What's your favorite class? Like Soma, when he was in first grade. Uh -huh. This kid's gone cuckoo. And <laughs> he's crazy. Like in second grade, he'd bang his head on the desk and come up and go, That's fun! Dong, 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 dong. He's, he would fall asleep and... That's in response to math class? Yeah. Yeah, okay. So <laughs> And then again, it could also be he... he might have knocked himself out. <laughs> he got really tired. Yeah. And he'd just fall asleep yeah. every time after lunch. So, your favorite class in school? What is it? Science. Science. Okay. That doesn't surprise me. I love science. Yeah. What do you love about it? It's just fun. Miss Monks is a really nice teacher. And then there was Miss Gibeon last year, who's really nice, and she's coming back. That's good. She went to go to school right. for a while. Right. That's important to have a good teacher. Okay, so, so there are a lot of great things about life. When and she's got a million animals. She's got a oh, really? dragon. In fish, the classroom. Crayfish. Yes. Oh, that's great. 
and yeah. Yeah, so you get to hang out and check out the animals. This is one of the weirdest names ever for a bearded dragon. SJ3. That's an abbreviation, but his name's Sir Jefferson III. <laughs> Who named him? Uh, one of the oh, what's her name? I think it's Niana. One of the, one of the students. Yeah, one uh, of the students. Well, was there a competition for the best name or no? Just that the Sir Jefferson. It was III. Sir Jefferson the third. Was Niana's? I think it is. Was her bearded dragon, and she gave it to Miss Monks. Oh, I see. So it already had a so name. So it already right. had a name. Right. Well, Same thing cool. with Spike, our bearded dragon, who's about five million pounds. He is quite fat. Really? You have a, how many bearded dragons do you have in that school? Two. Oh, two. Okay. And I think Miss Fulton. At one point, we had. At one point, we had three. Right, a lot of beard and dragons in school. Well, I've they're never they're seen a really a popular dragon. pet, and they're really easy to handle. Oh, okay. And Spike's like two to three years old, right. so he's like nothing, nothing, nothing matters to me. Right, right, cool. So, when you look forward to the rest of your life, what do you what do you see coming? Are there things that you're really looking forward to, or things you're really not looking forward to? Yeah. Some of both, I guess. So, what are you looking forward to? Getting a car. Yeah. And driving. <laughs> Being independent. Yeah. Yeah. What um, else? Do you think you'll live in California when you're older, or you want to live somewhere else? Um, I'm gonna want to stay here. Think so? Yeah, you've got a lot of family down here. Yeah. Maybe even stay in Topanga. Uh, hmm. Yeah, it's a nice... Topanga's a great place. It's a nice little pocket. Interesting people and beautiful places. And what do you... When you look forward, what are you not looking forward to? Is there anything you're particular... Bills. Bills. Mm. Taxes. <laughs> Those are pretty like, adult concerns. Yeah. The boring stuff. The boring stuff. Okay. All right. What do you think? And do you have a sense of uh, the the historical moment that we live in right now? Like how it compares to 50 years ago or 100 years ago? Yeah. Yeah? What do you think? Are you, you feel like you're born into a good time in history or not so good or middle middle ground? Middle ground. Middle ground, you think? Just yeah. with all the fighting and wars and hmm. all the bad stuff that's going on right now. Do you think about things like global warming and Definitely. Yeah. There's and we were talking stupid, about the Amazon. Yeah, there's these stupid TV shows where it literally is I swear the whole point of it is to make you scared of what? Global warming. Uh. It's like when the poles melt. Right. Well, you know. Oh, my God. The whole world's going to be plunged into underwater. So, what do you think? you think that's that's not true or I it think, is true? I think unless we do something, it will, it will happen. Yeah. But it's – we've started this and we might be – I'm not sure, but we could have gone too far. Yeah. I mean, it's – 
So what do you think? You th- you're going to see the world change a lot in your lifetime. Definitely. You know, like the Galapagos, maybe the when Galapagos. you're my age. There will, no, there will be yeah, no Galapagos. Could be. Or they could just be bigger. Well, smaller probably because the ocean level's going up. Bigger. They're on a hot spot. Oh, I see. Because the volcanic, be gone, right, like right. Said, I see what you're saying. And they could be still there, right? From what I'm saying, because it's on a hot spot, right? So they could continue to emerge. They could, right. Get larger, right. a lot larger, right? Interesting. Yeah, In I the think Amazon. there was something I I read. Oh, what was it called? Commander and. Oh, the guys on the ship? Yeah. Yeah, there was a movie with Russell Crowe, Commander yeah. and something. Yeah, I know what you mean. And Commander and oh, I don't I don't remember. Uh and it's about this if anyone's seen it, it's um about this guy. Well, I don't want to spoil it, but he wants to go to the Galapagos, and then oh, really? The end. They is it- on his deathbed. They're walking him around on the stretcher, and he dies the day after they walk him around on the really? Galapagos. Oh, I don't think I've ever seen the movie. I've heard of it, or maybe I saw part of it on an airplane. Yeah, or I saw part of it too. It's Russell Crowe, right? Yeah, it's like 19th century sailing yeah. ships, and yeah, and they're hi- in the beginning. They're hiding master and commander. Uh, okay, That's it, right, master right, and commander. Right? Yeah. Well, and you've already been to the Galapagos, so you can die happily, and you don't have to worry about it. Though, <laughs> <laughs> so if anyone is considering about going to the Galapagos, I'd recommend going because it is. One of the most beautiful places I have ever been. Right. Especially if you have a a wonderful grandmother who's going to pay the bill. Because it's expensive (laughs) to go to the Galapagos. Yeah. Yeah. And something that could help is if you're, like, thinking about retiring, moving to Ecuador. Right. And because you get all the tax back on everything right if you're over 65 right or it could be and it's a lot cheaper to live there you can live on your social security yeah so there you go retirement advice from a (laughs) nine-year-old ladies and gentlemen (laughs) that's pretty funny i didn't expect to get that all right anything else you want to say to there are thousands of people listening to us right now i mean not right now but they will listen to us it'll be right now for them when they listen to it so any and all Pretty much all of them are much older than you. Yes. So I'm assuming. Yeah. If, ever, have, if anyone's over nine. <laughs> yeah. Anyone nine and under, you know, they'll they're probably your friends, maybe. Yeah. Some of your friends might listen to it. That would be funny. <laughs> I don't know if they listen to podcasts. They'd probably listen to it if it was, if I was on it. Right. Well, right. They are because I'm going to make them. We'll give yes, you, we'll I'm going to make you guys. Okay, good. Um, all right, good. Well, I know you've or got else other you're going to have less teeth. <laughs> fewer, fewer teeth. Fewer, less teeth. No, fewer teeth. Fewer teeth. Yeah, countable and uncountable. I used to teach English, so fewer oh. is. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Okay, okay, okay. There are fewer apples, but there's less water. So it depends whether you can count it or not. Speaking of apples. <laughs> Speaking of apples, right. There's some apples right in front of us. Um, okay, great. Thank you. It's, it's great talking to you, man. Maybe we'll do it again when you're 10. What do you say? <laughs> uh, sure. All right. We'll do a yearly, a yearly uh, Charlie podcast. What should we do in 26 days? 
<laughs> well, we'll wait till you're 10, 10 and a half. How about that? All right. Thanks. Yeah. Um, <laughs> 26 days. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Say goodbye to everybody, Charlie. Adios. Goodbye. Adios. See you later. Ciao. Sayonara. Said, baby, what's the big deal? Feel what you wanna feel. Say what you wanna say. You're gonna die one day. For example, I could kiss you just because I want to. What's the difference if you turn away? I'm gonna die one day. Why do you waste your time thinking about your reputation? Soft touch Why don't you let it out to play Your heart is in a birdcage Singing in your chest You wanna shut it up or give it a rest You're gonna die one day Why do we waste our time Think about an obligation Running from a confrontation Wondering what we ought to say Smoke alarms will dance into the ground.